You know, I never, I never thought about it. But yeah, keep going with rubber. I think Trey would love no, to hear about no, rubber. No, no, if rubber, if Timothy Chalamet was the human, of the human, <laughs> if he was a human tire, people would go see it. His first uh, voice uh, actor. For, that man has a grip on teenage girls and society today that no one has ever had, so. This is Welcome back to Cine Vibes, ladies and gentlemen. We have a great episode for you. We are talking with Ella Dorsch. Mm-hmm. She is a Charlotte-based actor who has done quite a bit in her short career thus far, doing a Lifetime movie, mm-hmm. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, most recently, as well as Halloween Kills, having a, a small role in that film. And a variety of other things that we talk about in this episode. Ken. Yeah. She blew her mind. I swear, man. I, y'all do not want to miss the Delvin 12 in this episode. Yeah. I, it's, I, when we hit that question about caramel, I'm just, <laughs> I, you can already tell how I say it, but the way yeah. she explains it, uh, Blows my mind, and then even still, further on, you just got to listen to the, the whole thing. But yeah. she does she she does that quite a bit throughout the entire interview, actually. Yeah, just to see how polished and professional she already is at mm-hmm. only fifteen. Like, yeah, the sky is the limit for her, and we think you'll agree after you hear this episode. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of really good nuggets that she dropped too. Uh, and man, that ten it, piece. Yeah, she did <laughs> ten pieces. Uh, we we had a lot of really good. <laughs> I was like, hold hold on, my mind is not computing. <laughs> You're like, I usually get a twenty piece. Yeah, but uh, we'll go with ten pieces right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of really good stuff to hear in this episode, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So without further ado, here's Ella Dorsch. Welcome, Ella. Thanks so much for being with us today at Cinevibes. Hi, thank you guys for having me. Yes, welcome. Such a privilege to be able to sit down and chat with you today. Mm -hmm. As always, in season three, we are kicking things off with the Delve in 12. That's right. Get ready. This is a questionnaire that's going to help not just us, but our listeners to more fully know who you are. Like mm-hmm. deep soul stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. All right. I'll kick things off with question number one. City where you've had the best pizza and what style was it? Ooh. I mean, I'm going to have to go with New York. Mm. New York style pizza. It was like a $1 pizza at like 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. I just got in, uh, gotten off a single Broadway show, but it was it was legendary. No, that sounds like the best pizza I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that sounds amazing. 
was it Ray's Pizza? Because there's like a thousand of those and no one knows Ray's. which one's the authentic one. There's See, like a debate. I mean, it it felt authentic. It definitely mm-hmm. did. That might have just been me and my tourist brain. <laughs> right. I'm the same boat. I grabbed whatever and I guess it was New York mm. style. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I can't go wrong there. Solid. All right. Name a movie you wish you had made or name a movie you wish you'd been in. I have a really soft spot in my heart for The Parent Trap with Lindsay mm, Lohan. Okay. I think like growing yeah. up, I really, really wanted to be the twins in those. Like yeah. I was like, I remember just, yeah, I mean, that was like my dream. Like, oh, like I could do this. Like I know I could practice my British accent in the mirror. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that movie. Yeah. That's What's just- interesting is you look kind of like Lindsay Lohan when she was little. Mm-hmm. I can see like, I could insert you in that movie right now. Okay. That's right. Let's do the reboot and yeah. we'll make mm-hmm. it happen. I'm yep. down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question three. If you could go back in time and change one decision in your life, what would it be? Oh. <laughs> no I, pressure at all. Yeah, you that's... To... Um... <laughs> so much Ooh. life experience so far. This is like, take me back. I'm trying to think. Maybe elementary school or something? Yeah, I remember I... Oh, oh, yeah. Um, I tell the story a lot, but in first... Or like, I think it's like first, second grade, uh, it was a dress-down day. I went to Catholic school, and so dress-down days, you could wear whatever you wanted to wear, not your oh, uniform. Wow. Yeah, and I remember I was wearing really tight, like, jean shorts, and we had gym that day. And I didn't mm-hmm. bring a change of clothes. And uh, I went into a split and my pants like ripped in half. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man. I no. think that's, yeah, that, that, that memory is ingrained. And I had to walk to the office, um, mm. get a kilt, which was our uniform. And I had to wear a kilt the whole day. It was kind of like the walk of shame. Like yeah. in that scarlet letter, like wearing the kilt all day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that moment. And that was the last oh day God. they let you wear whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the rules changed after that one. That is literally the worst <laughs> fear of so many people, and you've actually lived it. So, lived it. Ma- mad respect. Yes. <laughs> so, the fourth question: What is your most irrational fear? Ooh. Ripping pants, obviously. Rip, I, I was going to say, you know, fear. actually, in my mind, I was like, did we ask that question? Because my fear would be ripping my pants yeah, in the middle no. of like gym class. Yeah, I, I'm really, I'm not afraid of the dark. I would say mm-hmm. I don't think it's that I'm afraid of it being the dark, but I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm, I get really scared if someone like is talking to me in the dark. Like mm. if the power goes out and my mom's, I just can't deal with noises in the dark I guess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah whenever whenever my mom like if it's dark and my mom's talking to me like I have to go turn the light on or me and my dad calls up like I have to go and turn the light on um which I guess is pretty rational no no I I would be scared out of my mind if someone spoke to me like in the middle of the dark the power goes out and then Siri's like (laughs) it's dark in here (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. No, I I would flip out. I would be 
like stop right now. <laughs> yeah. Although I think some people would say that would be irrational, but I think he found two people that agree with you. Yeah. See, there you go. Now I have that irrational fear. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question five. Eating in or dining out? I would say eating in if I'm cooking. Mm. I, I, love my, I love my mom. Oh, oh. oh, shoot. Dish. Dish, please. No, no, no. If you're <laughs> listening. I love my, I love my mom. She's a, she's a good cook. Um, but I, re- I really, I really like cooking. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I didn't, wasn't, wanted to be an actress when I grow up, I think I would really want to be a cook. Mm-hmm. So if cool. I'm cooking, I'll eat in. But anything else, I'd like to go out. And okay. Yeah. What's the go-to meal? You have one. I make a cook? lot of salads, but like good salads, like kale and you know I roast some sweet potatoes and do a little vinaigrette. Oh, dang. And- Oh. Make it all fancy. Oh my Throw god! Throw some protein in there. Or? Yeah, I'm getting in, I'm getting into tofu now. I used to oh. not really like tofu. Ooh, but now I'm trying to get into more. I've had some and it hasn't done much for me, but mm. I'm still open to trying mm. trying different types. Yeah, I still need to try tofu, but that's solid. No, I'm right there with you. Most of the time, if I'm not cooking, you know, I I, I think it's just from a health standpoint. I'm like, I don't know what's in this stuff. I'd like to be in yeah. control. So yeah. Yeah, right there with you. So, what do you think is the meaning of life? Coming Just from a fifteen-year-old girl, softball. yeah, the meaning of life would be to be happy. And I know that's pretty like corny, but I think I have become so much more aware growing up of people around me and their happiness. Mm-hmm. And their demeanor, yeah. and people's bitterness really can take over their life. Mm-hmm. And I think doing things that make you happy, being around people that make you happy, doing your passion in life. I think I never want to live life and not not be happy with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's wow. actually, that's really good. That's really like solid a, answer. Okay. Yeah. Whole... She's like, oh God, no, thank you. <laughs> no, yeah. that's really good. Awesome. Question seven. You're back in middle school. It's the night of the annual talent show. What do you do? Mm. I feel like I know what you're gonna say here, yeah. just knowing your background. Well, I feel like the safe answer would be to do a monologue. I oh, wasn't expecting that. No, I feel like I feel like I want to do a monologue. But if not that, I think I've always thought stand up is really cool. Like I've always really wanted to try mm. stand up. Um mm-hmm. but or if not that, a baking demonstration. Oh shoot. Wow. What were you thinking? See, I, I was thought gonna you say? were gonna say like a solo performance, like singing, but you hit me with at least four other options yeah. or not that. Man, I if someone pulled out baking at my uh <laughs> my talent show when I was in middle school, I would have been so ecstatic. Like I would never have thought of that. I don't think any of the kids at my school would have ever thought of that. <laughs> exactly. And then you bake everyone the food and then they have to vote for you because yeah. they feel guilty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then they got to sit there and, like, you know, they got to smell it for the entire time exactly. so they're reminded of you. Exactly. Man, 
This goes deeper than I thought it did. Wow. Like a full-size stove on stage. <laughs> like 30 Just minutes a, later, yep. you finish. A little hibachi. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be great. So you are caught in the movie Groundhog Day. What song do you wake up to every morning? I'd say... Oh, Walking on Sunshine. Walking mm. on Sunshine. I feel like that's a good, happy, upbeat song. There you go. Get me grooving every morning. Keeping with the theme mm-hmm. of your meaning of life. Yeah. Yeah. All right, question nine. This is a tough one, so you mm. got to really focus okay. here. Is it caramel or caramel? Okay, I've had a lot of debates about this. I think I would say it's a... Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like every... Don't, doesn't everyone say both? Or do you... I feel like I say caramel drizzle, but I'm making caramel. It's like, oh, that's a caramel candy, but it's a caramel drizzle. There's two different types. Like, I I think, never considered this. Like, I think, like, Caribbean and Caribbean, that's just kind of how you say it. But if you think about, it, like, it's a, like, caramel drizzle, but then there's caramels. Huh. Or it's it's a caramel drizzle, but then there's caramels right there. Do you know I what I'm saying? I think we might have to end the podcast right here. <laughs> I think you broke the internet already. <laughs> I, think like, I think there's different meanings. Because we thought it was regional. We've had yeah, some we've other all, people. We've been talking about regionality. Like oh. North, what was it? What was it yeah, caramel? North versus South. North says caramel, and then caramel is a lot more Southern. Oh, really? Just because, like, you know, Southern draw, caramel. Caramel. (laughs) Add some extra syllables in there. Yeah. Yeah, wow. You're going to Georgia. But, yeah. That's a good point, though. I probably have said both in different different, wording. Yeah, like scenarios. Huh. Wow. That's crazy. My my eyes have been open to the differences. I, I... I'll have to sleep on this one. See? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, would you say that college is in your future? Do you believe you would go to college for performing? I have wanted to go to the Ivy Leagues since I was in third grade. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really want to go. To, I really look forward to college. Um Right now I'm right now I'm on the Columbia, Cornell, and Yale train. Those are kind of my three colleges right now I'm looking at. Dang. Um, okay. I don't know if I'd necessarily go to college for performing arts. I know that Yale has a good drama um, grad program, but mm-hmm. I do think going for something fun, like I don't know what's a fun major. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure it out right now. Actually, well, school thought, is definitely not fun. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was like. I thought she was about to say something fun like biochemistry. <laughs> I was like. I was like, what? I gotta, <laughs> no. I gotta think of it. That's yeah. crazy. Well, Trey gotta, went. Trey went to school to cry. He was an engineer. And cry, I do. <laughs> Let me tell you. We we will. We will have follow-up questions for that. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Question 11. What's the right side of the bed to wake up on? Oh, left. Ah, Left. Okay. There's no in-between. I don't know how Mm. people can sleep on their right side. Okay. Yeah? You've taken it another way as well. 
nice. The actual I think we, I think side got, of your body. Oh, yeah. were you is are we talking about the meaning? Oh, you should wake up on the right the right side of the bed, the good side. <laughs> no, I'm you're on to something there. The right, no, that the was, right that side was, of the that bed. Was, that was good. So you sleep on your left side on the right side of the bed. Yeah. My mind's blown. Again. There was a I don't know if it was just me, but I always, my mom always raised me with like a saying of like, uh, for like, I don't know, di- digestion, sleep on your left, yeah. or like something, sleep on your right. I can't remember what huh. it is. It was like for different things. Uh, like if you have an upset stomach, lay on your left. Uh, I, so I can see that. I can okay. see there's an actual, there's an, I think there's an actual, on. every time I go, every time I try to sleep on the right side, it's. It makes me grumpy, and then I don't wake up on the right side of the bed. So, mm-hmm. if you want to wake up on the right side of the bed, sleep to the left. I think. I think also anatomically, you're onto something. So <laughs> I it's. Think, I think. I think it's a double women. Oh my gosh. I think. I. I hope scientists are listening to this right now because they yeah. would have their mind blown. I swear. Breakthrough. <laughs> so, last question: What is the best worst movie ever made? I'm going to have to say it again, aren't I, Ken? I mean, I'll say mine again, but... Best worst movie yeah. ever made. I really enjoy... I didn't know this is a bad movie, though. I really enjoy Spaceballs, the spoof of Spaceballs. Star Wars. Yep. Or like yeah. Austin Powers, the spoof of James Bond. Mm-hmm. I like the spoofy movies. I don't know if they're considered yeah. bad movies. I would say Austin Powers is probably lower than Spaceballs. Okay. Yeah. Then I would say Austin Powers. Like the third one, I think is the one you're referencing more. Yeah. Where like he, it's kind of Mission Impossible. He starts yeah. out, he comes down like on a parachute and all that stuff. Mm. What are yours? Great movie. It's not Goldmember that you're thinking of, is it? That's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Okay. Goldmember. I mean, Goldmember is a solid one for me. <laughs> That one I remember growing up. We I still quote that movie to this day. Yeah. So and I think I think yeah, definitely those movies are definitely self aware. Yeah. You know. Also they know, that they scene know. where they're turning, he's stuck in that long hallway on the little <laughs> cart. And he can't he's, got turn. That, he's like, he's like trying to back up, it. but he can't move anywhere. <laughs> Surprisingly, no. Gold That's, Member has a sixty-two percent. Oh really? Sixty-two. Wow, that's which better is, than the rest. Which oh, probably it's a have fifty-three like a, Rotten Tomato. But probably. Still. Wait. So, what are your favorite worst movies? It's not my f- well. He's <laughs> trying to get he people just, to say He just it. knows a terrible movie that he's There's been pushing for everyone. There's a movie called Rubber. <laughs> it's Rubber? about a car tire that rolls around the desert, killing people. <gasps> oh my God, that sounds so amazing. It yeah. is good. In terms of entertaining for about 10 minutes, and then it makes no sense. But that's always high on the list when I think of this. I'm going to watch that now. Wow. Yeah, Rubber, shout out. Rubber. I've been giving him so much press. Yeah, Trey's been over here pushing it so hard. He's like, someone, please, just say Rubber. They're not endorsing me, because I'm sure they had no budget. Yeah. Uh, Mine is Lamageddon. So... (laughs) Yeah, it's about this space llama that comes from like a different dimension and uh, crash lands on a, on a farmstead where a bunch of teens are having like a party, a rager, and it has lasers in its eyes and it just shoots everyone and like it lays eggs too. And that synopsis right there should just tell you. 
<laughs> I really tells you all you need. I to know. really think that the Oscars should have like a best worst movie category. I feel like do the Razzies? I, the Razzies. That, oh yeah, I think the Razzies. That is the Razzies. Yeah. Yeah, the Razzies, they make a big thing of that. I swear, they dress for that, so don't Dude, sleep on the Razzies. this poster for Lamageddon is fantastic. Yeah. When you get Lama- a chance, I'll look that up. <laughs> it's a fun one. Lamageddon, dude, I swear. it's. I watched it, and I don't recommend you watch it if you want to save about an hour and a half. Actually, what is the, the runtime? It's I an hour and nine minutes. An hour and nine minutes. Yes. 69 minutes long. That's probably intentional, but yes. we'll move past they, that. They did that. They did that on purpose. <laughs> Lamageddon. Yeah, this, the, the, when you look at the poster, you'll understand. It's okay. fantastic. Yeah. But that wraps up our Delve in 12. Yes. The world now more fully knows Ella Dorsch. That's right. Thank you. What do you think? <laughs> I liked it. That was that was fun. Sweet. Yeah. A little bit of serious laced in with some comedy. With some Lamageddon. Mm-hmm. A little bit of some, some serious. Some, some Lamageddon. Lamageddon. I mean, it's... I, I, I can never get it out of my brain now. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, Ella, you have been acting. You've been in theater. You've done movies you've kind of done a lot for this early in your career so far what has led you to this point because you've talked about how if you weren't pursuing acting that you might be pursuing something in the culinary world or some other thing like why acting does it do something different that nothing else does for you So I started off in dance. I was a competitive dancer, actually. And um, dance kind of led me into theater. Theater kind of led me into TV and film. Uh, I remember, well, actually, I don't remember this, but apparently this happened. I was um, at my preschool graduation, and everyone had to go up and say, when I grow up, I want to be an astronaut. When I grow up, I want to be blah, 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 blah. So apparently... I went up and I put my hands on my hips and I said, when I grow up, I'm going to be a superstar. Oh, oh shoot. That's a bold claim, was, claim to make spoken. as a um, four-year-old. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to ask, what is pre-teenage? Because I'm yeah. like, I don't know when kids start talking. I don't know any of these things, <laughs> but that's yeah. pretty impressive. Ex- you when know, words, exactly. First word spoken. Um, so prophesized <laughs> yeah it so kinda, now you have to do that yeah yeah exactly now i've, I've, I've put my word to it um yeah. but i think acting is such an it's such a hard job because it's so easy and i don't mm. like to fail at things and i like to challenged and acting is so challenging because it's easy it's listening and reacting and it's so challenging to do and it's mm-hmm. hard to do and it's gritty to do and I really like that about it I really like getting to be so many different people I feel like I have so many lives I want to live and acting you kind of can do everything yeah 
Um, so I would say that. I just, I love, I've always loved, I think, going back to baking. I love baking for people. I love cooking for people. Mm. I love bringing my community into it and mm-hmm. acting the same way. I love doing scenes for people and making people feel things, making myself feel things. I don't really cry. Um, I'm kind of a more, I just don't cry in real life, but mm-hmm. in acting, it's so easy to cry. And I think that's so special. Like it's like this, it's weird. Like I, my, my physical makeup doesn't like me crying in real life, but <laughs> the suddenly I'm doing lines and I'm crying and it's this like beautiful thing of being a completely different person and allowing yourself to be vulnerable that no other job in the world can give you. So mm-hmm. long-winded There's a lot answer. Of actors it's fun. Listening that are just like smacking themselves in the face <laughs> because I'm sure mm-hmm. they wish they could exactly cry on command like that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I'm one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I think you mentioned, you know, playing different parts and everything. I think that's a huge thing for me. Cause I don't know. I don't think I'll ever be in the academy, but I'd like to play a detective someday, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that, astronaut, whatever it is, all these different jobs, at least get a little snippet of it, right? Different interests, you know? You talked about baking, playing, you know, a baker in a film, that would be sick. Yeah. You'd already have experience, so that's just like, wake up. <laughs> I'm thinking about movies like Burn or Chef. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen either of those. But- oh, yeah. There's just, it makes you really interested in something that I would know, like, not otherwise be interested in at all. Right? Yeah. I think, I like, I feel like, I don't know if anyone else does this, but like, you go to the movie theaters and you watch the movie, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm like, you get so invested in what is going on. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to get into science, or, you know, mm-hmm. you watch Interstellar. I'm going to be that astronaut. So I think it's yeah. so cool mm-hmm. how it captivates you. Weirdly yeah. enough, I felt that way. You mentioned Interstellar, uh, watching Hidden Figures. I was like, mm. I want to be a freaking one of these women just crushing numbers in the calculators before like we had hardly any resources. Mm-hmm. They're just over there just busting through math on paper. Yeah. And that's how rockets got to space. These women mm-hmm. sitting in a room that no one ever talked about. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Definitely. That's awesome. So did you, does your interest in, is it mainly film, stage? Uh, You perform a lot vocally, right? Yeah. So yeah, is it stage that you think you're very interested in, film as well, or does your interest sway one direction or the other? Mm. I really, I think... Well, it's hard. There, I love doing, I think there's a rush with being on stage that like nothing can ever, like nothing, no matter TV and film, whatever, mm-hmm. being on stage and like live, there's that rush that I love. And I love mm-hmm. the community that I have with my theater friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I think I love acting and seeing the end result and seeing how everything comes together 
I mm-hmm. love going to the movie theaters and listening to scores that yeah. um, and like mm-hmm. the cinematography and it just encapsulates you. I don't know. I think I think right now it's film and TV and seeing that side of the world. Mm-hmm. But I'm equally as happy just entertaining no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good mindset. I definitely think that a lot of people don't consider stage when they're doing acting or anything like i've met some people that usually just do film and uh stick in that lane but yeah i'm right there with you if i was just at some you know small theater doing a production in like 20 years i'd still be happy for being in the arts you know yeah what is it about performing for you like what does it engage in you that like nothing will ever do in school unless you're, you know, in drama class or something. But like it's such a different mindset. It's a creative mindset that maybe everyone in like the film industry gets cuz you're trying to like create this project whether it's a film or you know if it's a a stage production as well the the whole crew there you know dealing with that. But I'm always curious what it is for each person we talk to. Like, what is that activate in you that nothing else can? I think, well, you talked about how it is, it's a super vulnerable thing you're doing. And I have always loved watching the emotions on screen. I've always loved watching just the realness. I think it makes you feel not alone at all when you see people like you on screen and you see what they're going through and you're going through it too. And so when when I'm performing, I think it all goes out the window. Everything I'm thinking about, the anxiety, all the stress, I get to really be disciplined and focused um, on what I'm doing, which is a great skill, not just in acting, but in everything in life, um, being disciplined and being focused. And I love I love when I'm in a scene and it gets so heated or I'm just so in the moment and everything melts away and I'm just there and you kind of get in this, re- like this reality and then you get out of it and you're like exhausted. Cause you've been mm. in this. So like you've just been in it and you're yeah. like emotionally exhausted and mentally exhausted in like the best way possible. And you feel so relieved and so free and you're in a scene and you know, the, the lines end, but you keep going cause nothing can pull you out of it. I think my friends and I, we do a lot of improv scenes together Mm-hmm. And we really try our hardest. We do the scene that has the lines, but we want to get so into it that we can just keep going and going and going until someone mm-hmm. stops us. And that drive and that passion, I just don't think anything else I would do, any sports, anything else can mm-hmm. make you feel that way. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think that especially when you're in the zone and you're, uh, 
feeling the emotions in the scene or whatever improv that you're doing it just stuff starts coming naturally and it's almost like the the words although they're on the script and everything it's like you say a lot you leave a lot more unsaid than you do say you know a lot a lot of it comes out physically and more in the facial expressions and everything all the things you don't say but you do say the lines and everyone else reads that and that's where a lot of that magic comes from and I think that's exactly what you're describing now yeah I think about when I watch a movie and I'm like equal parts like oh yeah I can relate to that really got me that is my story whatever it is but then I'm also like man I wish I would have made that or dang if I could make just one thing like this then like I just hang it up like I'm done (laughs) do you have that kind of dual uh sense of feeling when you watch movies because you you mentioned that you love watching them and like how they make you feel but are you also like if I got that role right there like that's oh, yeah. it. Like I'm done. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite, my favorite part of going to the movie theaters, I love trailers. I love watching mm. trailers, specifically at the movie theaters. Um, okay. Twenty five uh, minutes of them. Exactly. Twenty five yeah. minutes. Flower of them. Makes three hour movies. A trailer deal. is essentially like, just everything. All the magic of the movie combined into like 30 seconds. It has a mm-hmm. great, you know, there's the music blasting in the theater. And I mean, I don't know, like I talked to my friend Will, we went to the movie theaters um, a couple of weeks ago. And it just like, it makes my heart beat. It gives me butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, that's what I want to do. That's how I want to feel. Like yelling at the top of my lungs in the movie theater, like, yes. I love these trailers. Like, come on, guys. Like, let's all, you know, get excited. And mm-hmm. that is what, man, like watching, going, it somehow it motivates me so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've never lost that amongst the pandemic, you know, yeah. you not getting, you know, booking things. I've never lost that, like, excitement that I get going to the theaters at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a a unique experience, and that's why I always I've said it on here. But like the theater is not going away. Mm-hmm. Maybe we won't be watching, you know, as many indie films. But like, mm-hmm. there is going to be a theater, and hopefully, it's not full of superhero movies. As much as I love them, like yeah. we got to get away from it. Like, there's other reasons to go see movies at the theater, and. I just, it's going to always be there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember last um, that I was in the theater, I was watching Macbeth. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, Tragedy of Macbeth. So I quick review. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, you're going to have your mind blown. It's fantastic, 100%. Uh, I rated it. I yeah. think it got it got a five on my letterbox. Five out of five. Yeah, so it it deserves it. Uh, but I remember, although I know Macbeth and the story, the way it was told, I literally was like in my seat, just jumping back at moments, and just the way it was told was fantastic. So I was completely enthralled in it, and uh, yeah, I I think there's the experience of being in the theater, like you said, with the trailers and just getting excited about it there's just something electric 
that just happens when you're in the theater watching these, you know, uh, trailers and movies. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Do you have a, like, top trailer that you've seen recently? Yeah. Which uh, which film are you most excited for next year? Ooh. Mm. I just saw Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. That was pretty good. Um, pretty good. It's a little bit underselling it, but we'll let it slide. I knew Trey, I knew Trey had that something was, to say. I know. knew Trey had more. I saw, I, saw a, I saw a cute little indie film, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. A little, um, in, little, little indie too one. much to talk um, about, yeah. I think I'm most excited to see there's a new... There's a new, oh, there's a new movie coming out with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, ambulance. Yep. Ambulance. Yeah. And I saw yeah. I saw the trailer in the theaters mm-hmm. and it looks so good. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Like that's a theater movie. You yes. don't watch that on your laptop. Yes, Mm-mm. yes. It looks yeah, it looks it looks great. It looks unique. It looks like it hasn't been done before, which I love. I love going to see movies that feel really original. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. It looks like for that they one. shot a lot of it with those like semi new like Really fast drones. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Did anyone else notice that? Just how the camera kind of like flies into the scene, but it's yeah. not like CG. I think it's mm-hmm. those like really, really small, small, yeah, like drones, whatever yeah. types those are. But yes, that's like Michael Bay, Chef's Kiss. I'll be there. <laughs> that's amazing. You mentioned yeah. the pandemic. Um, obviously, that was, well, I guess we're still in it. I don't know. What we're in, something's happening, <laughs> and we're living. So I guess that's good. Yes. But you did something pretty unique during the pandemic that I thought was worth shining a little bit of light on and mm-hmm. wanted to turn it over to you to talk about. But what is virtual vocals? Like, Ooh. how did that come about? Was it boredom? What so was it? Um, my friend Allie texted us. Big group chat of my friends and I from theater that we've, we've known each other for a really long time, all um, my friends. And she said, hey, it was pretty early on in the pandemic. She said, you know, we all do theater and we're kind of lacking it right now. What if we do a virtual show? So we'll have two mm-hmm. hosts. We'll have three guests a week and we'll have them sing, dance, monologues, and then we'll donate, we'll on live, we'll support a theater that week. Mm-hmm. And so we we all said, yeah, and kind of all stumbled our way through figuring out how to do it and made an Instagram for it. And it kind of grew into this really big thing. And it was a super fun project um, in like the first season of quarantine, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, first first pilot episode so yeah it was it was really fun to do mm. yeah that's amazing yeah i remember at the uh beginning of all of this uh i was in a theater production and it actually got shut down and so we were all just so torn apart because we'd been uh working for the uh like a month before that on choreography and such. Uh, I was an understudy for Orcus in She Kills Monsters. And it's very fight heavy and all these big set pieces and everything. So choreography is coming together. And then, you know, around comes the pandemic and we had to shut it down. And so we had to actually do a reading over Zoom. 
And it just wasn't the same, but yet it was a great way to share the artistry of everyone who put in such hard work. And just like you shining light on all these that all these other people who were feeling possibly stifled from being home and not being able to share their voice. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And along with that, like donating to the local community and the lo- local theater each week. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I get amazed by what younger people are doing. Ken and I aren't that old, but you're younger than us. So <laughs> the, the fact that a group of you guys got together and were like, let's do something that's actually productive. Like, mm-hmm. I think I probably would have just played more Call of Duty, which, <laughs> you know, I did. But, like, you guys did something, and you had, like, a lot of episodes, maybe 40 episodes? Yeah, we four had. Four seasons we had or about, something like that? Yeah, we had, like, four seasons. We had people from Canada, Argentina, England, Asia. Um, mm. And then we did, um, kind of as our last big send-off, uh, we did a big telethon. So mm-hmm. we went every hour on the hour for 12 hours and yeah. we raised um, $1,000 that day for Theater Charlotte. Um, they had a fire, a local fire, a local theater yeah. had a fire. Um, so we mm-hmm. raised money for them and we donated $1,000 to Theater Charlotte that day. So that was mm-hmm. a really big milestone for us. Yeah, that's I huge. That experience interacting with them and giving them that donation was pretty special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Just to hear that. Yeah. And I, I thought the show was unique because I'm not a theater buff per se. So I, I didn't know many of the songs often you guys did, you know, I'm assuming a lot of theater based songs. Yeah. But like the interview part afterwards, I found really fascinating, and I learned a lot about like what these up and coming actors like yourself are aspiring to do. All the stuff you've already done is crazy. I don't know. I just people talk about like being worried about the future. I'm not worried about it because of the next generation. There's other reasons to worry about it, but <laughs> yeah, I think. We, you know, we got people like yourself coming up. That's that's gonna make it a lot better. Yeah, yeah. it it really taught taught me a lot. Um, we really tried each week to think of you know different games we can play and different formats of the show. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy seeing not only the level of talent in Charlotte, but just kids in general, the level of talent that is in America and beyond our generation um, Mm -hmm. and formulating questions for them and just hearing about their successes and their, you know, trials and tribulations. And it was, it was really a blessing amongst Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. That's amazing. Hearing from people from around the world personally, I think is, it's one of the best things people can do. And I met a lot of people from around the world all the way to down under in Australia and just talked to them, got their point of view and just, you know, they're uh, just hearing their way of life and then just how we're all just similar. And we all have, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all pretty much, we have 
dreams and hopes. And uh, it's a great platform uh, to be able to do that online and share that with not only local communities, but have bringing in people from all around. So yeah. I think that's I think that's amazing. Uh, and definitely I wanted to ask, how was it hosting you know, you mentioned coming up with ideas and such. Yeah, it was it was it was. Yeah, it was great. Hosting was it was super fun to do. Um, it, you know, it worked those performance muscles that I was lacking because of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was great talking to people and getting to meet different kids. And yeah, like you said, everyone's so similar even though we're all so different and so complex Mm -hmm. and it was a great reminder of friendship and family. um, in that part time. Yeah. That's amazing. Talk about learning how to work on your toes. I think you guys did these episodes live. Yes. They were live. (laughs) So, I mean, you're just sitting there like, uh, the the camera went out, uh, we're frozen. (laughs) Okay. Difficulties. (laughs) On to you, Chuck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yes, back to back to the studio. Uh, <laughs> where's the studio? <laughs> yeah, that's something. I mean, not to get in the weeds here, but like, you know, we record this beforehand, mm. and it's like the best possible environment. And there's still stuff we run into sometimes, and it's tough. I mean, you learn how to deal with it and just roll with the punches. So that's mm. like one of those life lessons that will serve you well for yeah. sure. I want to talk about a film, though, which I'm probably never going to see, but it's awesome that you were part of it, Halloween Kills. Yes. What, like, you have a role in this, I believe, with several lines, mm-hmm. uh, potentially more. I haven't seen the movie. I've seen a little clip, but what's that? Like, how did you get involved with that? Did you want to be in it because of what it was or just... This is a big movie. I need to be a part of it. Uh, when I got the audition, it was for a, uh, a, sh- a movie called Mob Rules. So a little cover-up fake movie name. Mm-hmm. And um, Oh, did- so they didn't even Oh, yeah, say no, I didn't was. even. Okay. Um, but I did the audition, and then I got a call back, and that's when I found out. Actually, no, I got, the- I got a call back still thinking it was Mob Rules. We're still – so I drove down to Wilmington. Um, it was – I was the only – like kid in the callback and for the callback they wanted improv I walked with like two other grown men and they were like oh yeah like you're you know bully siblings and then you're you know beating up this kid and you know just Mm. like ad lib go for it and (laughs) they went you know they went in they were cursing Mm. and and I was like in seventh grade and it was Mm -hmm. awkward and you know I try to stick my middle finger up and you know say a bunch of curse words and call it a day um (laughs) and so i was like oh i probably blew it uh and then i got it and then they told me it was for halloween kills and i i'm not a horror person at all i hate Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. i dislike horror movies i'm right there yeah so i was like oh is that like what like what is okay and everyone was like no like it's a big movie. Like this is yeah. big. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, I, I, I thought I was doing a mob rules movie. Okay. That's wild. Yeah. yeah the w- 
the audition process, just keeping it kind of under wraps and then finding out you're in a film and, you know, not necessarily knowing exactly how huge it was going to be. But yeah, Halloween Kills was massive. That's awesome. I remember it was one of those that kind of helped spark back up the theater a little bit. I know it had a decent box office for what it was. Yeah. So a lot of people saw you. What is that? Because like, I'm never going to be, well, I shouldn't say never. I might be like walking in the background of something. But <laughs> like, what is that like seeing yourself on screen? Especially, I mean, people like AMC, Regal, like all those places saw that. What's that like? So I, I didn't, wa- I wasn't going to go see it in the theaters. And mm-hmm. my mom was like, no, you know, go see it. So I went on like. Tuesday 2 p.m. matinee or something and mm-hmm. um it was really dark I went in there was it was it was me in the theater and like two other people and that was it and I like popped up on screen and it was kind of crazy just like seeing my face and I guess you think you know like you have these goals these milestones as an actor and I think a lot of a universal one is to be on the big screen or be in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, it was kind of kind of surreal. I kind of just saw myself and uh, I left. I, I, I watched it and then I got back in the car and went home and it was kind of, you know, whatever. And then that night I was going to bed and just thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. wow, like I did that. And like people saw my face and... You know, I I put myself out there and it was, it was crazy and it, I think it could either motivate someone or discourage someone seeing themselves up there mm, in their performance. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a big thing and I, I felt motivated and encouraged to get back up on big screen and, and you know, do mm-hmm. different projects. So it was... It was a really memorable experience. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I am one of those where I I I don't know if I'd be able to watch myself on in a film. I don't know. It's so different. You know, a lot of people they'll they'd be like, Yeah, you know, I'd love to see my face on the big screen, right? And I remember whenever we had a screening for Fall Nights, uh, which was a film I was in a while back and on it was, Amazon uh, Prime, it's way. on Amazon Prime, um, shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> but it was, um, I, I saw myself and I couldn't stop thinking about, oh, God, why did I do this? Why did I do that? Why do I look like this? You know, like it, it, it own worst critic, but <laughs> do I a lot a of face, why do I, what, what am I doing with that face? It just exists. Oh my God. I hate it. Uh, I, I couldn't stop thinking about that. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people, they would just be like, oh, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see myself on the screen, but it, it it is different. So I do agree with you. It is different when you actually experience it in the theater, and it it's got to be surreal, like you were talking about. Yeah, I think, and I think going back, it's it's challenging. You know, being a girl, being a teenager, you're always feeling self conscious mm-hmm. about how you look and how you sound, how you're perceived. And mm-hmm. then seeing yourself on there, like, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't, like, 
if I wasn't picking myself <laughs> apart and saying no. stuff. And I think now kind of self-reflecting after it's been out for a couple months, I think mm-hmm. giving myself the grace of like, you know what? No, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to tear myself down. I did this. Yeah. And no matter what I look like, no matter what I sound like, how I acted, like I did it. And it was yeah. it was that time in my life. It was two years ago. It was mm-hmm. did in seventh grade. Did mm-hmm. when I was 13 and 15 now. So it was that time in my life and appreciating it for what it was and what it is now mm-hmm. and not looking at it as a flaw. Yeah. I think I did when I first saw it. So Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's a lesson that is really good uh because you know since um i had that experience i think i've learned that lesson as well it it definitely uh it's accepting yourself yeah Yeah. so that's great i was just thinking about how you know when you make a movie like this like you said you're 13 and then when it came out you were 15 there's probably something that is helpful about the fact that it does take a while to make a movie, even a short. I mean, you're not going to make it. And then the next day it's out. Yeah. And I wonder if that's generally helpful to know that, well, I'm better now than I was then. I know I'm seeing it now, but I know I'm better. Like I've improved on myself. I've taken more classes refine my craft as we like to say with our pinky up (laughs) is that how either of you feel but we'll start with Ella is that how you feel yeah I think I was when I first saw it I was looking at it as a, a a look into my acting and I got kind of discouraged about it and I kind of it's like, oh, but I really, I feel like I don't act. Like, I feel like I've gotten better. And I think that's, a th- then I started looking at it as, oh, wait, I think I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. Not looking at it as, oh, I think that's my best work. Looking at it as, oh, I if I think that's, if I think what I did back then, you know, yeah. is so bad. Imagine where I've gotten now. Imagine mm-hmm. how much I've grown. Imagine how much I've changed. So I yeah. think- you can look, there's two ways of looking at it. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. two ways of looking at anything, but especially in acting, especially mm-hmm. watching yourself, there's two ways of looking at it. And one yeah. way is so much more beneficial of that's where I was then. I've grown mm-hmm. so much now. What a reminder of how far I've come. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I th- I think that it's, it captures it. I think a lot of people talk about film and they talk about how, you know, certain moments you know interstellar is not going to be changed unless they come out with the director's cut in about uh 10 years uh Trey, Trey, i knew it uh so they're not going to be changing the film so it's kind of set in stone uh with what it is and so so that could be a scary thought in the fact that you could watch it five years ten years from now and it's the same but like you're saying at the same time since that film, like you said, two years ago, it's you've grown, you've gotten better, you've worked on yourself and you're, you've worked on acting and your skills and it's certainly improved. And like, I'm sure you killed it there. So you got to imagine like where you are now, 
So you, I'm right there with you. Like when I think about fall nights, I think about all the classes I've taken, all the time, effort I put into, you know, what I do. And then I'm just like, I, it, it just blows me away. I'm like, if you thought any, any of that was decent, then I got something for you in the next project. And look at me now. <laughs> yeah. Walks so out with your shirt off. What? Yep. <laughs> That's right. All that training for that play. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think that's interesting. In general, we could talk about that for hours. We'll move on. But yeah, the growth process is interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Trey, you're you're not excluded from this conversation. Yeah, no. You're not excluded. Talk about like, you know, when it comes to films that you've made in the past and what you're working on now. Like there's no doubt that, you know, you you you've got to have a little bit of that in there where you're like, "Ah, eh, maybe this could have been tweaked." It's, it's interesting because I'm the one that has the power to not release something. No, no. <laughs> and I'll give a story which I don't talk about much, but I made a a feature film as my first film. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. Bold. Don't do that. <laughs> Bold. I had no money. Had I had almost no experience. So yeah, you know, let's make a feature. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing to it. And two years later, we finish it. But it's not good. It's mm-hmm. not good for a lot of reasons that are my fault. Mm-hmm. And by that time, I had already made some short films that were, in my opinion, much better, mm-hmm. much more complete representations of what I was trying to do with the feature. Mm-hmm. And so I never released that uh, feature. Mm. And wow. it just sits on a hard drive. And yeah, I don't say that to say I'm excluded from that because I put out stuff and every time I put it out, I'm like, ah, freak. Like, mm-hmm. why did I use that angle? Like, why didn't I tell yeah. them to like act a little bit differently there or whatever it is? Or why did mm-hmm. I write a stupid line and why did someone let me keep it in there? Yeah. And there's all those thoughts, but it's also like, just like with that, film that I shelved is like yeah well I'm at a better place now Mm -hmm. and to put this out would not be a representation of the kind of work that I can do Mm -hmm. and I know sometimes you guys don't get that privilege like you could be a part of a dumpster fire not even (laughs) because of you just like they were recording it on their iPhone audio wise like Mm -hmm. you know I shouldn't use iPhone. You can make like freaking Hollywood movie with that now, I guess. But Mm, yeah, yeah, whatever, like a freaking Sony cam from 1983, like you're Mm -hmm. trying to shoot something and yeah, it's like, well, it went up and you know, you're out there on the internet. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of actually, I feel for you guys with stuff like that because all you can control is what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, Definitely something that a lot of actors struggle with is the fact that, you know, and, and I think I think it comes after choosing, you know, you start having the feeling that you can choose what you work on, 
you know, yeah. being able to turn stuff down and be like, you know, I, I believe y'all have your hearts in this, but I'm just going to pass. You just know, I'm Homer going to Simpson re- into respe- the bushes. Respectfully just disappear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, but at the same time, no, I, I think the film that you made, feature film that you did not release, we're going to get the Trey collection at some point in the future and it's going to be on uh, When some... I die, it'll be like on a flash drive somewhere. <laughs> it's going to be a uh, national treasure, but for Trey's hard drive. Yes. <laughs> going to be hunting down his hard drive As long to as find Nicolas it. Cage is in it, <laughs> Nicolas Cage will be in this. I, it'll I can be like 97, that. he'll still be in it. yeah but uh, even still like having that and improving since then you know you've improved oh yeah yeah like 100 percent. taught me a thousand lessons that 10 shorts couldn't have taught me Mm -hmm. so So. yeah don't do that it would be my recommendation (laughs) but if you do you can still (laughs) bounce back and make really good shorts and yes for, but for your the point you made was you don't have control over it. That's why I didn't put it out. Right. Because yeah, I respected the actors' yeah. reputations and where they had gotten to mm-hmm. so much that it was like, this isn't going to help any of us Yeah, to be public. The experience yeah. helped us all. But beyond that, it won't. But, yeah, to go back to what we were talking about uh, with – you know, Halloween kills it, you know, it's set in stone. It's there, but now like where you're at, it's way more improved. It just gets better and better every single year. It just will. And it'll constantly compound. So that's exciting. And it's definitely exciting for uh, future projects that you work on. You got any, uh, can you give us any hints on like what you're working on? Are you working on the next, uh, Spider-Man movie? Did you get that? Can you, uh, um, oh, was it Spider-Man <laughs> Home Alone or something? <laughs> yes, Spider-Man Home Alone. Yes. I just got cast in my high school show. I'm one of we're doing oh, Sister yeah. Act, so I'm one of oh, the nice. um, uh, Mary, uh, one of the main nun. nuns in it. Yeah, which is fun. My school, I go to a school of arts, so mm-hmm. um, shout out. It's kind of a competitive nice. school, so it's it was it was really surprising to get into the show, let alone. Um, one of the nuns, and then we always go to the Bloomies, and mm. we just have a good time. So yeah. I'm excited for it, and uh, can't wait for 2022. Yeah, yeah. Before we get too far past it, I did want to mention "Don't Sweat the Small Stuff." Oh yeah, because that was, I believe, a Lifetime movie, right? Yes, it was a Lifetime movie. And I don't know why, but I wasn't able to see it. I was trying to, um, but that's what, side note, Lifetime and Hallmark, why do you make it so freaking hard to watch your movies? Like, we want to watch your movies, and it's like impossible to get to them. All right, I'm off that. Soapbox, okay. But you had a much bigger role in that film, from my understanding. What's that like? I mean, that's a legit movie, just like Halloween in some ways. Yeah, uh, I... Filmed that in really quick turnaround. I filmed it in July to August. I filmed for about a month in Nashville. Came out in October. Dang. Um, uh, so Heather Locklear was my mom in it. And mm-hmm. then 
um, Natasha Beret was my sister. Um, Natasha's mom is Candace Cameron Beret. She was in Full House. So I got to meet, you know, her family. And then I got to go the, to the premiere uh, in San Francisco. It's based on a true story about Christine Carlson, uh, who was Richard Carlson's wife, uh, wife. Richard Carlson was um, a self-help author. Mm. He tragically died really suddenly in his um, early 40s. And so his wife had to kind of take over the empire that he left. Um, so mm. it's kind of their journey and their daughter's journey. I play um, the younger daughter, Kenna Carlson. So it was a really mm. cool movie to film. It taught me a lot of lessons and experiences. And yeah, I was super blessed to do it this summer. That's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, people talk about like being as an actor, being really open and willing to do things and not being difficult to work with. I imagine when you go onto a project like that, you really start to learn why and like how everyone is a cog in the wheel in that sense. Mm-hmm. And if you have that one person that's being difficult, then, well, I mean, it's not going to go well for you, but it's also going to bring everyone else down. Were you able to, like, see any of that or, like, kind of learn why it is important to be a team player? Yeah, I think I remember when I found out that Heather, I was going to be Heather's daughter, I got kind of... I don't want to say like nervous or scared, but you just never know with those people that have that kind of experience and that kind of fame, just Mm -hmm. how they're going to be around people. And Mm -hmm. I was so pleasantly relieved when I got on set that she was so sweet and so nice Mm -hmm. to everyone and so warm. And Mm -hmm. because of the the warmth and light that she had, it just made everyone on set feel so comfortable. And nice. I think I really tried my hardest, you know, to get to learn everyone's name and the crew and, you know, wait my turn in line and say thank you and say please. And and being the nicest person I can be because you kind of get to see how hard everyone works and how intricate movies are. And mm-hmm. it gives you such an appreciation for pe- for camera people, for hair and makeup people, for lighting people who don't get a lot of recognition. So mm-hmm. being that being that light on set, being that kindness on set is is key. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out that's... to the key grips out there. Heck yeah, we best boys, all of them. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I think. That's one of my favorite things when uh, being on set is talking to uh, like the still photographer <laughs> yeah. and uh, the grips, the gaffers, all of them, uh, all of the above, uh, just because they're so interesting. They're always interesting characters and they, they've always got a lot to say. And I love it. I, I think it's fantastic because um, I'm definitely uh, one of those where I'm like, I... Yeah, I, I'm right there. I don't I don't think I'm anything different. I'm just like, they start talking about puppies, I'm right there with them. Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So as we wrap things up, we always like to ask, what are our guests are watching? Mm-hmm. What should we be watching? Do you have any recommendations? So what's on the Ella Dorsch playlist right now? Yeah. Ooh. Um... Let's see. 
I watch, oddly enough, I watch a lot of K dramas. So I watch a lot of like Korean dramas, Chinese dramas.、Mm. I don't know why. I, they're they're kind of my they're kind of my jam.、Um, yeah. But I think like everyone, I've been obsessed with the Marvel shows that Disney Plus has been releasing.、Mm-hmm. Those have been crazy.、Um, I've been watching the new. Sex and the City revival, and just like that, it's the new kind of reboot of it. And then,、mm-hmm. of course, Euphoria just came out, so I watched the first episode of it, and the cinematography、mm-hmm. is just amazing.、Yeah. But if I could give a recommendation to someone, I would say this past year, this is kind of later, but I watched a movie called Tenant. Oh、uh, yeah,、um, yeah, I think、yes. I, I think I know about that one. Yeah, it is. We talked about it a little bit. <laughs> yes, it、yeah. is an insane movie. You watch it and you kind of don't know what you're watching. Like you're very, you're very like, what's going on?、Mm-hmm. It is something that you have never seen before and probably will never see before again. So if you are looking for something to like knock your socks off,、um, <laughs> I would say watch that movie. Yes, we, we, we at Cinema Vibes have a have a little bit of a beef going on about our perspectives on it. Oh,、uh, really? <laughs> so we, we kind of dredging up some uh, dirt uh, that we've got going between us.、Um, you're gonna see the co-hosts fight. <laughs> so who, li- who likes who likes it?、Kidding. Trey loves it. Trey is、yeah. head over heels. Okay, and what are your、um, takes on it? Man, I. I think that it production-wise is fantastic. Okay. The sound designer needs to be <laughs> shot. needs to be shot. The sound is the weird like the yes. Like the, are you talking like the the weird warping like the not not only the like, warping not like, being able to hear anything. Here's here's the thing: you could be watching the film. And they're talking about like you know they're talking about oh yeah I went down to the shop got a biscuit something like that and then they start talking about quantum physics but as soon as they start talking about quantum physics the music kicks up and you can't hear anything <laughs> you can't hear any of the dialogue. It's、um, like in those movies where they like are cussing and then like a train horn goes off so you can't、yes. hear the words like that's half、mm-hmm. the movie with all the important plot points.、Mm-hmm. You know what? Actually, looking back at that, I kind of do see that. But、yeah. I imagine at home the sound is probably a lot better with、yeah. the compression,、mm-hmm. and if you can throw on some subtitles. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I. That's、right、a、there. hot take. I think a lot of actors ask. I'm a big proponent of subtitles. Do you guys watch?、Mm-hmm. Do you watch subtitles?、Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm subtitles、Everything、all the way. Subtitles. I, Family you know Feud.、What? We got subtitles on. Oh wow. I um、uh, <laughs> I I guess I'm in the minority. I I don't watch subtitles. I kind I kind of do go against subtitles. That's surprising because you watch so many foreign films. Well, all right. So we're talking about foreign films. Okay, that's got to have well, subtitles. I mean, if I'm know, just, if I'm watching a Turkish film, I I, need, I need to have need subtitles. subtitles. <laughs> I just But, imagine that that would translate over. Like you just get used to it, so then you just have them on. My my opinion and is solely the opinion, but. If I'm worried about, if I have to worry about reading, I, I'm missing cinematography. I'm missing acting. I'm missing these nuances. So、yeah. that's that's、uh, why I do not. But I can understand watching with subtitles because then you're not like, did he say parrot or parent? Yes.、Uh, <laughs> yes. So I, I can see the other side. Yeah. So tenant, watch it. 
Watch it. Trey and I say watch okay. it. Okay. Two versus one. Sorry. You know what? I'll say go watch it. Go watch it. <laughs> go watch. See, go watch Make it. Make my day. Go watch it and then you can side <laughs> with Ken. Then you yes, can. Yes. Then you'll get more people. On That's your right. We'll wait for your letterbox review. We'll we'll wait for your hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's awesome. So Tenet, that's an amazing, uh, that's a good uh, recommendation. Uh, and anything else? I mean, you said Euphoria. Definitely a lot of people have been buzzing about Euphoria. Um, yeah. And then anything, you know, you mentioned Ambulance. Anything that you're excited about in the future? I'm... Cough, cough, Batman. Oh my gosh, Batman. Yes, that is coming mm-hmm. out. I'm really yes. excited to see his take on it. I really mm-hmm. am. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for... Did it get rated R today, by the way? No. no PG-13? It's, it's PG-13. Is everyone mad about that? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, I mean, people people are like, well, I mean, Marvel stuff is really good. And Arguably still- the best Batman by some people. Uh, or PG thirteen, yeah. Or PG, I think. Like Michael Keaton is probably mm-hmm. PG. Yeah. So ratings probably don't have to say anything. It's probably because of how dark it looks. People are surprised that it's not rated R. Yeah, it looks. Yeah. It looks very dark. I mean, it's like when, what exposure do we want? Yeah, let's take it down two more. Yeah. It's so <laughs> yeah. I'm just excited. I hope. I know that Omicron is coming back, but I really... Oh, I know what I'm excited for. Uh, Timothy Chalamet right now is filming the new Wonka Mm -hmm. biopic. Mm -hmm. I always say biopic, and it's... Wait, is it biopic or biopic? I have no idea. You know what? Biopic. It's got to be biopic. We're going to say biopic. It's it's the the mixture between biography and biopic. It's a prequel to the Willy Wonka movie. So it's called Wonka, and it's a movie musical. Mm -hmm. It's filming. It's going to come out, I think, in 2023. Mm. But I'm so pumped to see it because I think it's going to be so Do you think more people will go to see that because of it being a Wonka property or because of Timothy? Oh, Timothy. Yeah, it's Timothy. I mean... I think that man could could do I think honestly he could do Lamageddon and people will go see it. Oh shoot. You know, I never I never thought about it. But yeah, keep going with rubber. I think Trey would love to no, hear about no, rubber. No, if rubber if Timothy Chalamet was a human a of the human <laughs> if he was a human tire, people would go see it. His first uh, voice uh, actor. <laughs> that man has a grip on teenage girls and society today that no one has ever had. So mm-hmm. it's very fascinating. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's great as well, but I he's kind of a dream actor to work with. Yeah. 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 He I I think, you know, Trey, I think it is going to be because of Timothy Chalamet. I think many people who I think Wonka kind of fell between the cracks. And I mean, not not in a bad way. It was put on a shelf is what I should say, because you had um, Gene Wilder. So there's no reason to go back and mess with that. But, you know. Well, hopefully they'll give a lot of apparently they're supposed to explain where he gets the Oompa Loompas. So, <gasps> really? I need to see. Okay, see I'm excited. I, I don't I'm know where very, they're from. Very if they're from China, I don't need to know where. Nah. We don't know. Yeah, my first thought though was Wonka, garbage. Yeah. Like, put it in the trash can. <laughs> I don't care. Because, like, 
You've got the original. What else yeah. you need? I do think there's a lot now of prequels and sequels. Mm-hmm. I really, I not, I mean, I hope I get to a point one day where I can pick and, not pick and choose the projects I get, but uh, I yeah, really want to focus on doing projects that feel really original mm-hmm. and genuine. I think they're, we're lacking that right mm-hmm. now. And I think people just want authenticity and just want story, real stories told. Yeah. So you don't want to be in fast. Come 10? on, got to be world. in fast fifteen. It's a global <laughs> phenomenon. Fast fifteen. So I hope. I hope. I. 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 I told. I was telling Trey the other day. I feel like twenty twenty two. Like I can feel it. It's gonna be. Um, we're mm-hmm. manifesting. Ken. We're That's manifesting right. bookings. Mm-hmm. Me, me and you. Right. We're going to manifest yep. it. Powers. Powers Book, going we're, out. We're doing it now. Bookings, mm-hmm. films, <laughs> songs, whatever. We're doing it all. So maybe we'll be in the Wonka movie. Maybe we can be Oompa Loompas in it together. What? Who knows? The starring Oompa Loompas? Yes. Yeah. We can be featured in Loompas. Oh, my God. This is my breakout role. I'm just going <laughs> to scan every 2023 movie that could possibly have you guys in it and circle them. And we'll see how many you show up in. Yes. That's right. And trick question, it's all of them. Yep, it's all, it's all of them. <laughs> it's every single one. You're going to be absolutely baffled how we got from New Zealand to Las Vegas so quickly to shoot two different films, but teleportation's it's real. You're not even like different characters. You're just yourself and all of them. Exactly. <laughs> we just walk on set for one second, like, you know, and you just see us like in the frame, say one line and then walk out. And it's like, we we're in, we're in the same clothes and like yeah. Batman. And then we're in Wonka too, but we're wearing the same clothes. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. But yes, we will, we will book all of these roles. Yes. That's right. Perfect. Well, on that note, do you have any closing thoughts for aspiring actors or anyone that is just wanting to get into film or mm-hmm. theater? I would say three things. Number one, do it. I feel like a lot of people talk about, oh, I'll wait till I'm older. I'll wait till I'm in, out of high school. Do it now. If you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. Do it. Get training, get as much training as you possibly can. I love training. I train all the time. Helps me grow so much. Third, just have fun with it. I feel like I took it really super seriously and strict when I first started out. And now I'm much more relaxed. And just have fun with it and take risks. And yeah, forget your dreams behind. Leave them, put them in a, put them in a safe Leave them there. It's too much pressure to carry around your dreams all the time. Put them in a safe and mm. just have fun and see where it takes you. There you go. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Nice. Well, uh, where can people find you? Instagram, Facebook? You can you, find me on Instagram. I'm underscore Ella Dorsch, D-O-R-S-C-H underscore actor. I'm really hoping in 2022 to make my um, acting Instagram just super authentic and real mm-hmm. and um, pun intended. Exactly. Showing people <laughs> a um, genuine, authentic me. So I feel like I'm going to have a lot of fun in 2022 with my Instagram. So go check it out. You're going nice. to get that check mark in 2022. That's oh, right. Yeah. That blue check mark's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. 
we'll have that in the comments as well for you guys to find. Sick. Well, thank you again, Ella, for being a part of the podcast. Really love that you were on, especially all the stuff that you said. Man, I've got to go think about uh, that whole caramel, caramel thing now. Yeah. I still have to... Uh, Digest that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it now. I got to stop. I'm, I'm in a funk now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the other thing that we had? There was, there was one other thing that we we're, we we're, oh, the right side, left side. Oh my God. Yes. yes. All right. We, we got to think about that. And the then Delvin also, 12 alone man. enough to chew on for at least a few days. That's right. But yeah, we appreciate you taking time to be with us and for, again, how early on in your career you are. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing to see what you've already done and where you're going. And honestly, to hear that you love training so much mm-hmm. and putting in the work. Yeah. That's huge. Like, I feel like everyone's lazy and <laughs> you're no, the lo- complete opposite. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to grow and taking with yeah. as many different people as you can and getting all these different techniques. And yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Just being a sponge. I, I love seeing that. And I think it's going to serve you well. And mm-hmm. I really do think we're going to see you in a lot of stuff. Yeah. You're very talented. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. That'll do it for today's episode. That was a really good conversation. I, I, I swear, it. she has so much to say at such a young age. I. Yeah. It blows me away. I kept coming back to that thought myself and just how poised she is and her talking about loving training i just again get caught up on that and mm-hmm. that's such a huge it's a key thing yeah yeah if she i mean definitely in this industry you've got to always be working always be doing something and just to understand that from such an early stage is it's huge yeah for sure and if you guys agree just jump over there and uh Throw us an email. Yeah. You can do that at cinevibescast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if you think Tenant is poo-poo or not as well. And yes, please tell me. Us. Tell me. I need you to tell me, but reaffirm my – help me. Because <laughs> I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm in the minority at this point. We're, we're like uh, – I can't remember what the tally is, but uh, – to this episode, we're you're, we're, uh, we're two to we're two you're to on one. an island, my yeah. friend. So you can also jump over on Instagram and also let us know how much you love Tenant mm-hmm. or how much you love Ella and what she had to say. Mm-hmm. And you can do that at the Cinevibes. So drop us a DM if you'd like. Yeah, go over there and rant at us. We. You know, we we got a maybe a little bit more of an aside, but we got to ramp up our letterboxed for Cinevibes. We got to start a collective. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, Trey's over here giving I don't know rubber of five stars. <laughs> and- <laughs> you would think so without talk about it. Trey's over here giving five stars to rubber. I'm over here like, nah, man, this is a solid half star. Like, come on, man, there's no way. And then you just see our letterboxed reviews keep flipping, flip flopping back and yeah. forth. 
<laughs> and you just see us arguing in our reviews like, you know, per Kin, this is Kin here. Uh, this is absolute garbage. Trey yeah. is like, Trey here. Uh, scratch everything he just said. Uh, <laughs> Let us know if you want us to start a letterbox for Center Vibes. That's right. Nothing else, at least a playlist, perhaps. Yeah. Some, th- some recommendations. Yeah, with that being said, thank you so much for listening. As always, let us know what you think about the episode, what you think we can improve on, what you think of the format, all that sort of stuff. If you're interested in potentially being a guest, you're in the Southeast area, you want to hop on here, talk with us, let us know what you think. Talk to yeah. us. And we'll get you in the lineup. Yeah, get us. Uh, we want to hear from you. So reach out to us and let's talk. And with that being said... We are out.